Welcome to Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. I am Jason. That's Kevin. Uh, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, a part of SB Nation, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Kevin, how you doing? Doing all right. How about you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. So the whole format of the show is, is you know, we have three talking points, first down, second down, third down. Uh, you know, we'll kind of go over three different things. It is the off season. Uh, so there's not a ton to talk about. There is there, there's a lot more than I thought there would be when we were kind of playing in the show. Um, yeah, this is going to get really silly come like June. Yeah, we're going to be uh, we're going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's when we'll start talking about other things that we like. Um, but uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and take us off? Okay, peek behind the curtain. Me and Jason were uh, arguing earlier today about Bijan and whether or not. He should be taken in the first, if available. Now, Jason has the very old school viewpoint that no running back ever should be taken in the first round. Is that, is that what you're telling me, Jason? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay. I will agree with you 95% of the time on this. Bijan is not any running back. And I'm not even making the claim and the Bengals have to take him if he's available. But to discount taking him just from the jump is short-sighted. Here's what Bijan brings you. He is going to get you out of too high coverage. You know that too high coverage that completely limited the Bengals all season? Bijan fixes right. that. Bijan's good in pass protection. So now he's a three-down back. Bijan brings you those explosive plays. He is a passing weapon. He may be the best player in this draft, period. And I get you're telling me, oh, we don't take him in the first. We're picking 28. Calm down. We are barely picking first. That's just the price of success. But you say, no matter what, no running back. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to stick to that. So let me say this first. I do believe that Bijan Robinson will not be available at 28. I think the only way the Bills no. get Bijan Robinson is if they trade up for him. And that would be the worst, even worse than taking him at 28, would be to trade up for Bijan Robinson. Terrible. Let me say this they went to the Super Bowl in 2020, right? 2021, yeah. after the 2021 season with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. They lost the AFC Championship game by three points with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. I think drafting a running back at 28 would be making the same mistake the Cowboys made by drafting Zeke in the first round. And Zeke was great. He was really, really good when they had a really good offensive line. And now they're paying him a trillion dollars to be a mediocre running back. So don't pay him. Well, I get that. I get that. But so what you're saying we're, is we're winning. I'm saying we're winning now. So right. why don't we get the one of the best running backs possible, pay him three million dollars a year for the next four years, and then if he doesn't, we can't pay him. We can't pay him. Do you want to win a Super Bowl now, or do you want to try to plan for five years from now? No, I I want to win one. I want to win one now. I wanted to win one two years ago and last year and everything. But here's the thing: you're talking about basically renting a player. Right, I don't. I'm not interested in that. Right, and because that's what it is. He, he you're saying if he if he's drafted in the first round, right, and he's really good, you have him for a max of five years, and that's it with a fifth year option. Okay, that's every contract. Every contract is running. No, 
I, I know that. And I, what I'm saying is, is if he's really good, you will not hang on to him. I personally would rather them take an offensive lineman or I mean something. It doesn't have to be an offensive lineman, but finish, finish beefing up the offensive line. And then you could put any running back back there. Anybody. Jamal Williams. Put Jamal Williams back there with Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans, if Chris Evans ever gets on the field. But put he him won't. back there. No, I know. But put him back there, and he's just just as good. Okay, he won't be just as good, but he's good enough. Good enough. This is Joe Burrow's team. This is a passing offense. I don't want to take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hand and give it to a running back. And I do agree with you that the whole too high safety thing, I, I get what you're saying. But if you fix the offensive line and you have a running back who can consistently get over four yards per carry, it doesn't have to be Bijan Robinson. It could be, it could be, it won't be Joe. I don't think it'll be Joe Mixon. We'll kind of get into that later. But it could be Jamal Williams. It could be anybody. It could be uh, Tajay Sharp, someone they draft later on in the draft. If he gets over four yards of carry, that takes away the too high coverage. It doesn't have to be Robinson. No. you see, Look at the way Burrow with that deep ball and Jamar Chase dissected offenses that first year together. It got into the Super Bowl, and everyone panicked. And you really think four yards is going to be enough? To get no, them out of the I think they're going to give saying, us that four yards over and over again. We need I'm explosive not, plays. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying that four yards is going to do it. I'm not. I'm not settling at four yards per carry. I'm just saying that four yards has been the benchmark of a successful running career, or, or four yards per carry has been the benchmark of a successful season for a long time. That's kind of been what everyone's measured. Is oh, he got less or more than four yards per carry? I think Mixon had three point something this year. I don't really remember what it was. Pirine was a little bit over four yards, I think. Um, but the Bengals running game was inconsistent. I don't think that's because of the running back talent. I think it was because of the offensive line. Uh, you know, we had a new offensive line this year. They didn't play together in the preseason. They got together. Eventually, they started to gel. You know what I mean? And then right at the end of the season, we lost Collins and Kappa. And it was devastating. Um but I don't think that Bijan Robinson is the answer. I think finishing the offensive line and then handing the ball off to whoever, because a good offensive line can make a mediocre running back into an all-pro. Bijan Robinson, I don't think is the answer. Now I understand that he's a good player. I don't know if he's the best player in the draft. He might be. Again, he's I think the this best is a back PFF has ever charted. No, I, I, oh, and, they've only been doing okay. it since 2014. Right. But right. Still, I get that. Yeah. I think it's just – I think you could put anyone back there and and be successful and win a Super Bowl this year. I just don't want to take the ball away from Joe Burrow to give to our fancy new running back. But I want to take the I, ball away from Joe Burrow just long enough to scare them with their fancy new running back and then let him pass block or take little dump-off passes if necessary while Burrow chucks it downfield 30 yards so it'll open Jamar Chase, something we didn't get to see almost at all last year. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just disagree. I, I don't agree. I don't think – first of all, I think it's a moot point. I don't think B. John Robinson will be there at 20. No, but it's, this is what the offseason's about. It's just about discussing oh, every random oh, thing you can think of. It's all conjecture. It's all you know just a bunch of nonsense. I just don't see a reason to pass up a great run or pass blocker. You know They need, they need to upgrade the offensive tackle position. Leo Collins may not be ready when the season starts. I, I don't know. <laughs> I am I am not saying pass up a good O lineman. Or I'm not saying if both B and it will never happen, but if both Bijan and Mayer are both fair, you have to right. take Bijan. 
I'm not saying any of that. But here's the question. I get what you're saying. You're saying that a good O-line can solve a lot of running back issues. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think fixes our run game issues more? The fifth best offensive tackle who's a project and started at left tackle and now has to move to right. Or the best running back we've seen in 10 years. I'm just going to stick to my guns and say fixing the offensive line. I, <laughs> I, I, I do. You. I think so. I think so. I, I really do believe. Like, uh, so when 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 Zeke Elliott, right, when he came into the league, the Cowboys had the best offensive line in the league, and he just tore it up. He's older now. He's not old, but he's older. You know, the offensive line isn't nearly as good. They can't get their run game off the ground. They're paying him so much that they're not going to be able to keep Pollard. You know what I mean? Um, I It's just and, – and you said that, well, don't keep him. I, I hate the idea of using a first-round pick on a guy and then knowing you're not going to – you're not going to get anything for him. After – you know, I mean, are you, would you want to trade him in year five? I, I don't think they'll I, do that. I do not want to care about it at all. I think the idea of, like, drafting now – for five years from now, no matter what, is the pathway to mediocrity. We okay. are in I, win now mode. Let's win now. I understand what you're saying. I do. I, I I agree with the window and the garage door and the front door and the roof is off the house. Like everything's we're ready to go. We're ready to win right now. I totally agree with that. But I don't want to sacrifice, I don't want to do it like the Rams did. And I'm not saying we're gonna buy a Super Bowl. I don't want to sacrifice the future of the franchise to win one Super Bowl. I want to win six Super Bowls. I want to win seven Super Bowls. I want Joe Burrow to have so many – I want the Bengals to have so many Lombardi trophies that they start using them as paperweights in the offices. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. I want long-term sustained success. I want to be the new Patriots. I want to be the team that everybody hates just because you're jealous. Do you? I mean, sure. do, did you hate the Patriots when they were winning? Of course. I yeah, think because every single yeah, and did everybody outside of Boston hated the Patriots because they won. That's what I want. That's what I and I don't think Bijan Robinson gets us that. I think that he maybe helps us win, maybe one Super Bowl, and then you lose him, and then he's gone, and then it's over. I just, I, I think, I think we're about done with this conversation. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. But let me just. No, we're not. <laughs> Turning down a player you just said might help us win a Super okay. Bowl because that's not good enough. You need to win multiple Super Bowls. Yes. Not certain they can. Let's win the one. Let's get we're the just one. Gonna have, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this, I think. All right. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, next topic. So I've actually never seen, I don't know if this is the first year that the NFLPA has done this. Um, but they came out with a report card for all NFL teams. And this has to do with, it's not just like who's on the roster and everything like that. It's, it's a report card for like facilities and how they treat players and stuff like that. And I was, I was shocked. The Bengals are one of four teams. Let's see. So we have the Washington commanders, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, and the Arizona Cardinals to earn an F, right? 
so I, I was a little bit taken aback by that because they just did they did build a, a practice bubble and you know things are changing and stuff like that. But I'm going to read what the NFLPA wrote. It's just an overview. The Cincinnati Bengals are ranked 27th in our team guide. The staff itself is well liked. The players credit head coach Zach Taylor for recent improvements that have been made, which speaks to why he grades out as one of the most as one of the most well liked coaches in the NFL by his players. However, the facilities and resources offered are ranked far below average. The Bengals are one of three teams that do not provide dinner for their players. They are also one of two teams who do not provide vitamins, and they are, they are the only team that does not provide supplements. Additionally, players feel that they have some of the smallest hot, cold, hot or cold tubs in the league. They have issues with the showers and toilets not consistently working, and they are the only team that does not have outlets in their locker room in their lockers to charge devices. The players who responded to the survey are also complained that there is nowhere warm and safe for mothers and kids to go during the game because the Bengals do not provide a family room, unlike the majority of teams. Players reported wives had to sit on the public restroom, restroom floor to nurse their babies. These examples are consistent with players' opinions, with only 44% of respondents believing club owner Mike Brown is willing to spend money to make the facility better, ranking him tied for 29th in the category. So just an idea. So they, there's a few different categories. Uh, treatment of families is an F. Okay. Food service and nutrition is an F minus. I didn't know F minus was a thing. Uh, weight room's a B plus. Strength coaches is an A. Training room is a D minus. Training staff is an A. Locker room's a D. And team travel is a C plus. And that all comes down to an F. Um, so I I was a little bit surprised. I was. I mean, there's been so many changes over the last, what, three, four years? Uh, you know, they have the Ring of Honor. They built a practice bubble. Uh, and, I, you know, you can't change everything overnight. You know, there's there's no way to do that. Um, but I was a little bit surprised that they did earn an F. Um, and the company that they have, the Jaguars, um, the uh, Cardinals, and the Washington Commanders, my gosh, anytime you're in a – conversation where you're similar to the Washington commanders. It's terrible. But, um, but yeah, I was really surprised. What do you think? I think I was surprised and I think I was dumb to be surprised. We kind of knew this, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. We know that we we're in the process of rebuilding. We knew that the facilities were subpar. We've heard about this for years and years and years, and we all are rightly focused on the improvements they're making. That's the right way to be. We don't need to be focusing on the negative, and you're right, it can all change overnight, but I kind of knew it. I just forgot, which sounds kind of weird. Yeah. And I know and some of this, I, I looked into this just like a little bit. I guess they bid out uh, a contract to renovate the tub rooms as well as the uh, workout facilities in October. Um, okay. It was like a public bid. So hopefully that's going to be off the table. This report was also from, I want to say almost a year ago. Um, okay. So hopefully more stuff has changed since then. And I get the Mike Brown thing. We all feel that way about Mike Brown. I don't really think Mike Brown has much say in it anymore, if I'm being honest. I think this is Katie's team in all ways, but what's, you know, officially on the letterhead. And yeah. I think it will change. But yeah, it's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. Especially the, a little bit. Uh, I don't know why I'm fo- I don't know why I'm focusing on this. The food thing. Can't give a Yeah. Yeah. No. You, want, you want the players to be there, you can't feed them. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I don't um it is a little embarrassing. I, I was a little surprised about it, but like you said, we've been talking about these improvements that they've made. I mean, the practice bubble was huge. I was 
you know, when we found out they're making a practice bubble, it, it's amazing because I think that they're they were the northernmost team with e- without a dome or some sort of practice bubble. You know, mm-hmm. um, so the fact that they did that, and then with the flurry of changes, they did that. They had the Ring of Honor. They do all the new game day stuff they do with like the ruler of the jungle and everything, like all those changes and then the new uniforms, everything, all those changes came bam, bam, bam. Right. And it makes you, it kind of lulls you into this sense of security that like, Oh, no improvements need to be made. Now everything's perfect. And that's obviously not the case. Um, I do. And I do agree with you. I, I don't know what Mike Brown's involvement is anymore. And I'm sure he is involved in some capacity, but there's been such a huge change that it would seem to, Re, or you know, it stand to reason that Katie and Troy Blackburn are kind of running the show, uh, and and or Duke Tobin has a much larger voice now than he did earlier. I I don't know. I you know we're not going to know. We're not going to be able to get behind the curtain. Uh, but I am. It's disappointing. It's embarrassing. And like I said, any time that you're compared to the Washington Commanders when it comes to when it comes to like you know facilities and stuff like that. I mean it's. It's you don't want to be in any group with Washington commanders ever. You know what I mean? Um, Because that's just a dumpster fire of a franchise. Uh, So, yeah, it it is a little embarrassing. I I think it'll probably be rectified. You know what I mean? Uh, I know there's a lot of these things that that wouldn't be a big deal. It doesn't seem to me like it would be a big deal to add, you know, an outlet into the, you know, the lockers. I mean, that's something they could probably do and couple days maybe you know what i mean have some contractor come in and do that uh the family room thing that's you know I, the, the whole that there was a report that there's a um, uh, a wife of a player who's nursing on a public bathroom floor that's all that. that's really bad yeah um yeah so that needs to be fixed and then you know the dinner thing i i didn't know that i didn't know i just kind of assumed that they had team dinners i had no idea that like the players are kind of responsible for their own things. So I, I imagine that those things will be fixed. I mean, they sold, it's clear that they sold the naming rights to the stadium so they could start buying the players' dinner. It has nothing to do with signing Joe Burrow to a multi billion dollar contract. It's just so they can give them food, right? Because yeah. they're so, they were broke, just super no, broke. The yeah. fastest way to man's heart is not. You know, yes, it is. It is. No, so it, it is. It's, it's, uh, I was, I was shocked. And not shocked at the same time, just because, like I said, you you kind of forget about those changes, or you kind of forget about the other stuff that needs to be changed when you consider everything that has changed so far. So they do have some ways to go. If they do this report again next year, I would kind of be surprised if it was an F again. You know what I mean? Hopefully this is as bad as it gets, and it, it just gets better. Um, I don't think that this is really indicative of if they're going to be able to bring guys here. You know, I don't think that this is because they brought no. in some big free agents. I mean, I th- I would like to think that the two biggest things players look for in a team in free agency is one money and two, can I win a Super Bowl here? And the the latter is definitely true for anybody coming here. You know, um, and the first one, I think the Bengals they're shelling out more money now than they ever have in free agency. You know, they they brought in guys like DJ Reader, uh, Chidobe Awuzie. Um, they brought in Mike Hilton, they brought in Von Bell. Uh, there, there's a ton of free agents that they've brought in. So money's not a thing. I think that these things are just like the little small potatoes things that'll be fixed, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was a little bit surprising. I don't, do you have anything else to say about, about this one? Two things that occurred to me while you're speaking. Uh, one, 
is I agree with you. The stuff you mentioned um, is definitely bottom of the list. It's unacceptable, but it's bottom of the list. I would say it is money. Can I win? Coaching and management and ownership. And then the facilities we just described. Uh, two, I didn't realize this until you started listing stuff off. I am going to be hopeful because the things we, the things you listed were all outward facing things, things that the public can see. Uh, you're muted, by the way. Uh, Sorry. Uniform. <laughs> all good. We're wouldn't so be good a first at this. podcast. Yeah, I will say, no. wouldn't be a first podcast without no. a, some kind of hiccup. Yeah, uh, yeah we started, well, we started a Bengals podcast after the season. So this gives you an <laughs> idea how good we are at this. But it's all outward-facing things. It is right. uniforms, it's rule of the jungle, it's ring of honor, I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And whether they planned on changing these uh, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff or not, and I'd like to think they would, yeah. This report and the reaction to it has unfortunately kind of made it an outward facing issue. Yeah. I think this report alone is going to be enough that we're going to see, if not significant improvement, the beginnings of significant improvement by the this yeah. time next year. I really do. But I it's embarrassing. See, I hate it. It is. Whatever. I, I could absolutely see a, uh, a situation where in the next like three weeks, we find out that, oh, they've added outlets to the lockers or they've upgraded their hot and cold tubs. You know what I mean? Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, do you think you could do a, a cold tub? That sounds miserable. I, it's, it does. It sounds absolutely miserable to me. Like I, yeah. I feel like I, you know, when something's really cold and it kind of almost burns, they, I feel like there's no getting used to that. And I know I, they wouldn't do it if it didn't have a purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's, I'd rather no. just stay sore. I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, you know, and there's like there's other things per- that other teams do. Go ahead. I was just gonna say peak performance is so yeah. far away from what I'm capable of anymore. I know. I don't, I don't know what the cold don't even do for me, man. I don't know. It's one of those things where like these these guys are, are they're they're beyond athletes. You know, they're they're freaks of nature. They're they're I mean people this big shouldn't move this fast. And if you put me out there, one, I would die immediately. Um, but two, I would be so bad and so injured and so sore when I got to the locker room and there was a line to get in the cold tub, they would come to me specifically and say, no, no, you're not going to waste everyone's time by getting in the cold tub. You just go home <laughs> and just stay sore because you're bad. Go home and think about what you've done. Yeah, go go home and think about how, your life I don't know choices. How you got on that field. I don't know how you got on that field, but you go home. Yeah, yeah go home, think about your life choices. Don't come back ever. Don't we don't want you to be a fan of this team anymore? We're gonna buy you a bunch of Pittsburgh Steelers swag, and you can move to Pittsburgh. We're gonna buy you a house there. The so, ultimate right. exile, exile yeah, exactly. the Steelers country. Exactly. Yeah, you now live on the Allegheny River. So, all right, uh, we're gonna talk about our sponsor real quick. Uh, Eastgate, or sorry, Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience. They can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your, sm- your, you like your smile, but they're here to help you love it. They personalize your care to match your needs. Call them to get today, 513-528-1150, to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. I timed that really well. 
I did. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, the third topic. Uh, you, you go ahead and bring it up. Uh, we're talking about the combine. We're talking about mostly the various interviews of coaching staff. That's kind of the only thing to talk about yet. Um, we're recording this Wednesday night, so there hasn't been much. The Bills have sat down with a handful of defensive tackles. Of course, they did. It's pretty much just defensive tackles in the building, in my understanding. And yeah. I am almost 100% confident that there is no correlation between who they actually sit down with and who they end up drafting. It no. really is just they have questions. That's it. Uh, but I do think the coaching staff and the ownership, uh, not ownership, Duke Tobin, uh, I do think they had some interesting comments. Um, you said, you got a couple play. clips you want to play for us, right? I have uh, uh, three different sound bites from Duke Tobin. I do want to say before we get to those, so the schedule for the Combine is uh, the first on-field workouts are going to be – Tomorrow, uh, March 2nd, and that will be the defensive tackles, defensive linemen, and linebackers. Okay, and then uh, Friday, March 3rd, will be um, on-field workouts for defensive backs and then special teams, uh, kickers, and uh, stuff like that. Um, and then on Saturday, March 4th, will be measured measurements and on-field work workouts for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. And then the last day, uh, Sunday, will be measurements and on-field workouts for offensive linemen and running backs. Um, and then, you know, the bench press is separate from the on-field workouts. So they do the bench press and uh, broadcast interviews and stuff like that. They do that the day after the measurements. So Friday will be bench press for defensive line linebackers. Um, Saturday will be bench press for defensive backs and special teams and, uh, you know, so on. So uh, Sunday will be bench press for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. And then the last day, which will be Monday, March 6th, will be bench press for offensive linemen and running back. So, yeah, uh, let me get to this here. So, Duke Tobin, the first one here is he's asked in his press conference about signing, about the ability to sign Joe Burrow. So, here it is. Uh, his contract will get done when it uh, gets done, but it's a good problem to have. He's a uh, vital part of what we're doing. On that, with that, on that. A vital part of what we're doing is a massive understatement. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How important is it to keep intact? It's uh, vital. It's my job. 
You know, my job is to have as many good players on our football team as we can fit in. And, uh, and, and so it's a, a challenging piece as, as our players uh, mature and around. Okay, so, uh, you know, he was talking about Joe Burrow. He basically said the contract will get done when it gets done. Um, you know, I'm sure they want to have it done before free agency starts. I'm sure they want to – so they have an idea of what they have to spend, you know. Um, sure. But whether it comes out tomorrow or the day before free agency, it doesn't really matter, you know. Um, I think the last thing they want to do is is let him play another year, and you know he wins a Super Bowl, which would be great, and then you pay him a trillion dollars. Uh, so they want to get it locked up now, uh, and they will. I, I I do believe that they will. Um, but yeah, I mean that's really it's one of those things that like we can sit here and talk about Joe Burrow's contract situation all day. We could talk about all the different scenarios, you know, like oh, what if he signs a, a Patrick Mahomes deal? What if he signs like a team friendly Tom Brady deal? What if he wants guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson, uh, you know? So, uh, b- but there's really no point. You know, we'll find out when we find out. So do you have anything else to add about that one? Uh, just that Duke Tobin doesn't always say the right things, and he said all the right things yeah. in that. There's no reason to overanalyze it. He no. said it was his job to keep the players together. He said he was vital to the franchise. This is not a man who's underplaying Joe Burrow's importance and if they don't get this deal done, they know they're screwed. I don't yeah, really totally. have, uh, I don't really have any worry that this thing doesn't get no. done this year. Um, Me neither. That's it. I really don't think this is no news. Yeah, yeah, it's important no to news. play it. It's important to put it out there. Uh, right. It's no news. I don't. It changes nothing for me. So the next one is uh, involves T. Higgins, right? Because, you know, we've seen all those rumors about T. Higgins being traded. I think there was like a bogus Twitter account that said that he would or or, or that, that they were shopping him, which is just there are not so true. So many. You, we got to stop listening to every rant. Hey, listen, oh, stop listening okay. to every random Twitter account. I'm talking to the people out there. Oh, OK. Says any, <laughs> I, don't, the I don't do that, Kevin. This is the time. It's it's ninety yeah. percent just BS. It really, yeah. really is. There's a couple of good follows. Follow them if it's legitimate. They'll tweet it out. They'll have their takes, whatever it is, and just ignore the rest. It is the slowest. Now this is the slow season. Nothing's happening, and they will generate right. clicks. They will generate views. They will generate content with anything they can. But anyways, yeah. Right. Please play the clip. All right. So this is yeah this is more uh, relevant. This is about T Higgins. So we'll do this one. Part of our team, you know, uh, he he's exactly what we're hoping for when we draft a guy, uh, a guy that comes in, develops, fills the role, uh, helps us win in a lot of ways, uh, does it the right way, fits into our culture. T's an exceptional football player, and you know I I envision him being part of what we do going forward uh, for a long time. That's the hope. That's, that's, you know, we want our guys, and especially our guys that come in and, and prove that they can help us win in a big way. Vital part of- okay, so, uh, you know, they drafted T. Higgins in the second round, and, and he's absolutely right. That's what you want. You want to be able to, to bring a guy in who contributes right away, and T. Higgins did, and then you want to be able to keep him here at the, for the long haul. Obviously, having T. Higgins opposite of Jamar Chase – with Joe Burrow quarterback, that's a dream situation for 99.9% of any football team. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's again, it's just saying more of the same stuff. We want to keep him here. He's one of our guys. Nothing special here. 
we kind of knew this is what they were going to say. Um, I don't think they'll trade T Higgins. I, I think the no. window is open. I think trading T Higgins for anything outside of Chicago's number one overall pick um, is just a signal to the, to the rest of the league that we don't think our window is right now. You know, we have to keep building and, and I don't think they believe that. So I'm not worried about T Higgins contract situation at all. Now the last one is a little bit about Joe Mixon. This one, a, a little bit more telling about what could come based on what Duke Tobin doesn't say. Right. So here we go. A, a vital part of our team. He's been a successful part of our team. Answers, you know, and uh, in the words of the great Kevin Malone, I don't know. You know, we'll all see uh, as the offseason goes and what we're able to get uh, done uh, and uh, what what the how the resources are spread around. Um, but Joe's been a vital part of our team, a successful part, a contributing part. And my job is to try to keep as many of those pieces around as we can. Okay. So he was asked about Joe Mixon's spot on the team heading into 2023. So if you don't know, Joe Mixon is due, I think, like 12 point something million dollars uh, for this year. And leaving out all of the potential legal stuff that he's got going on. So the charges that were filed against him were dropped. Um, but they were dropped. I don't remember what the legal, but it's either with or without prejudice, which basically means that whichever one it was, uh, that the plaintiff plaintiff, I think can refile those charges. And that after more investigating, that's, that's what their plan was going to be. Take all that out of it. Joe Mixon did not he did not put up the numbers to earn $12 million. And I think that without any of the legal stuff, uh, he's a candidate for a cap casualty cut, you know, now the legal trouble on top of it or potential legal trouble on top of it, uh, I think makes it kind of a rock hard case that this is, this is probably going to happen, you know, but Duke Tobin, basically he he didn't say yes, he's going to be cut because he wouldn't say that, but he didn't say no the way he did with T Higgins, like T Higgins is a vital part. We're, we're going to keep T Higgins here. T Higgins here. He basically just said, I, I don't have, I don't know the future, uh, you know, which to me kind of says probably, probably gone. You know, what do you think? What do you, what do you take away from that? When you say you're not certain about a player who's yeah. currently under contract, that's not mm-hmm. a great sign. Here's no, what, if I had to tell you what I think this means, I think Duke Tobin just said, if Joe Mixon doesn't restructure, not restructure, if Joe Mixon doesn't take a pretty massive pay cut, we're cutting Joe Mixon. I think that's what that means. I'm jumping to conclusions. I know that. But that's what I heard by what he said. Joe Mixon does not play on this team next year without taking a pretty substantial pay cut. And I don't think he'll do it. I think Joe Mixon will probably want to test free agency. How well he'll do? Well, for debate. But I do not think Joe Mixon is a Bengal beginning of the season. Well, it's not testing free agency. He'd be cut. And then, yeah, he'll have to. Yes. I don't, Sorry. Yes. I don't. Well, that's that. what I mean I, by I testing free agency because he yeah. would get the option to right. either become right. a free agent by being cut or, or take a pretty substantial pay cut. Right. And, for and, a, and then quarter for a running back who can't pass block or won't pass block, depending on who you talk to, I yeah. get him out of here. I'm done. 
Yeah. We are a throw yeah, first he's... offense. He underperforms and he can't pass off. for think 40 about... million. He can, he can get out of here, man. Think about the Super Bowl. I mean, he, he was out, he had, he was out snapped by Pierre. And I don't know how much it was. And the only, the main reason was is because P Ryan is a better pass blocker. And if you're going to pay yep. somebody $12 million to sit in the running back position with Joe Burrow at quarterback, you better, you better be able to block for him. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that the writing's kind of on the wall. I think we we knew that in general that it was likely to happen. Um, this doesn't confirm it one hundred percent, but it, it kind of confirms it. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. especially yeah. like, are you really going to have Joe Mixon and Bijan on the team at the exact same time? So like, we know what the Bengals' goals are. They're going to get Bijan. It's the right move. They won't, uh, but. You know, I don't think, I don't think, whatever, whatever. All right. You have anything else to add? I mean, we, you know, there, there's other things to talk about next week, next week, when we have all the measurables for these other players, for the players at the combine, we'll dig into a lot of those, talk about who we liked, why, you know, who surprised us. Um, so right now, no one has run a 40 yard dash yet. So there's no, really nothing to talk about. Uh, and, you know, we'll have a full list of who the Bengals talk to. And, you know, right now they're just able to talk to defensive linemen and linebackers. You know, it, the, we'll, we'll kind of get more of an idea of, of where their head, heads are at uh, next week after the combine is yep. over. So we'll, we'll do that next week. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? No, just that I expect next week will be nothing but combine talk. We'll figure out a way to eventually break it down into three segments because that's the stick. But yes. uh, uh, it's going to be combine talk. But that's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, hey, for Kevin. I'm Jason. Thank you for watching Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. Sponsored by, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation's Cincinnati Bengals site, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Give them a call, uh, 513-528-1150. Have a good night. Who did? Great!